Topic is, is 1983, and one of the things that happened that year was the the Adam Walsh thing, where you know the kid was kidnapped and uh, and it ended badly. But they made a movie about it, and the movie aired that year. And uh, his dad was the guy that went on to make America's Most Wanted for 20 years because he was right. motivated by that that happening. But when that happened and the movie aired, that was the end for our era of children, where you used to be able to be dropped off at the store while your parents did stuff. You could go to the toy section by yourself, man, when you're six or seven years old and be checking out stuff. That ended in 1983 right, right there because somebody took that kid from the Atari setup at Sears and he wound up, you know, dead and, and whatever else happened. You know, that was the end. There was no more unattended children after that. So it's like the same you're thing. Right. Every generation, something happens and then people pull their kids in tighter. Yeah, and I can say I'm definitely, uh, I think I've said uh, there's times where, like, we go, we go to the store or, or we go to, like, an amusement park or something like that. Oh, man, I, I wish I had the, like, little, um, you know, like a nice uh, chain around all my kids, you know. Just, like, everyone stay together, you know. Cause I'm just so worried about letting them run free. And I remember when we were kids... I mean, hell, we went to the theme parks even without our parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, we're all going to get dropped off, and we'll be here all day long. You know, have a good time. Now it's just like anything can happen. And I know it's like, I know it's not like, you know, you you, you just worry about the unknown. So it's like, you know, child abduction happens, and you want to keep your kids safe. And God forbid somebody, you know, walks off and all the, the thoughts that go through your head, you know, 
And then, of course, you know, you eventually find them later, but everything that went through your head while they were gone. Right. But now, see, like you say, though, we used to do that, and, and at the same time, you say, well, there probably were the same amount of predators and, and bad guys around back then. You know, what, what happened? You know, why, why are we more worried now than we would have been back then, even though the situation is probably the same? Or, you know, not any worse anyway. You know, it's because we've been right. made to be more afraid. We've been told we're supposed to be afraid. Yeah. Really. I mean, maybe they should have been more afraid back in the day. Who knows? Because there's probably a middle point where we should be at, you know. Let the kids do yeah. some stuff, but be reasonable about it, I guess, is what where we should end up. Right. And, I, and, I, and it is one of those things that, you know, ignorance is bliss, you know. If you're going to do what you're going to do, until you find out, oh, wow, that's that's going to cause me harm. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's almost like that uh, uh, that little test that they did with the, they, with the fast food. I think it was a McDonald's cheeseburger. Like they kind of just left it out. And then the, 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 all it really did was get hard, but it never really molded over anything. It's like it, the cheeseburger is still the same. It's yeah. like it looks like a plastic cheeseburger now. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, and this is what you're putting in your body. Oh yeah, and it's like, how come is it that sits in there, man? You know, this can't be good for you. Yeah, and it's like you always think that. All right, I put it in, and it, it turns into energy and fuel for my body, and then it goes and burn and decomposes, and I poop it out. You're like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> some of it, it's in you, <laughs> but some of it's just aerating. Yeah, <laughs> not cool. And I'm not, I'm not what you call a, a picture of, of health. I mean, I, I try my best to stay away from like fast food places. But last week was like a bad week for me. I did the, um, I did Arby's. Oh, that's not too it's bad. Very rare. That I do yeah, yeah. So that was like the gateway. <laughs> I, I. I, I darkened the doorstep of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you followed up the Arby's, I, uh, Chick-fil-A, and then where'd you, where'd you hit Orange Julius? No, 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 uh, Taco Bell. Oh, okay. Ooh. For a nice overcoating of, of fast food delight. And and I paid for it, too, because it was like, I, I've been doing really good because uh, my brother, myself, and um, uh, Jamil Ralphie's cousin, we decided to do a weight loss challenge. You know, we all weighed in, and, you know, you got the month, you know, do what you got to do, exercise, whatever, and see who can get down, and I was doing really good, and then I just had a, I had a, a weak moment, and I just had, like, two days where I just went, you know, <laughs> all in on fat suit. Once in a while, you got to re- recharge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause my wife does pretty good with making, you know, I mean, she makes pretty tasty meals, and then she also does the smoothies for me in the morning and stuff like that. So I felt like I was I was doing good, but sometimes uh, my my um, Achilles heel is like either the vending machine at work, or you know you just you got to get the fast food. There's so many fast food restaurants between my job and my house. You know, yeah. See, and it's hard to. So many of them. Remember when you used to have to drive to like a certain spot to find one kind, and now there's usually like three or four kinds on any corner. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I remember. Like back in the day, I remember um, it was where the taco. There was a Taco Bell on like North Texas, right next to. Uh, at the time, it was uh, Safeway. Yep. 
now I believe it's a Mexican meat market or something like that. The Safeway? But, um, really? Yeah, well, all over on, down on North Texas, uh, remember where Safeway used to be? Oh, it yeah. was like Safeway Long or over sure. in that same little area. It's uh, not there anymore. Well, there right? used to be a Right, there used to be a Taco Bell right there. Up North Texas, you had the um, McDonald's, which is still still there. And then you had like Long John Silver and Burger King. And that was pretty much all the fast food restaurants in town were like down North Texas. Yeah, and then there was uh, after Burger King and before the school, you could hit Carl's Jr. there somewhere too. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. All in a row pretty much. They were all, yeah, they're all pretty much in a row. And of course, you know, those old G's, they, I mean, they're still there, but now that they, they, they got other places popped up all over town. Like if you were to come back and like, just cruise around, you'd be like, wow, this whole town has changed since the last time you were here. That's crazy. Yeah. I say, where's the Safeway now? Uh, now it's over on Waterman Boulevard. Oh shit. Uh, Airbase Parkway, Waterman Boulevard. Right. Okay, well, that makes sense. But yeah, it's, they kind of cut off the, the you know, the, they're trying to move things away from the downtown more or what? I think everything just, they just, uh, as the town started spreading out, I think a lot of places just grabbed that premium uh, real estate to service the people in those areas. Because there used to be kind of scattered housing, and now it's like, housing developments all around so it's like it's hard to even imagine back like back in the day where it was just like from airbase parkway to basically mancus there was really not much of anything a couple scattered you know track homes here and there you know yeah and then all the way down it was just all the way to you get to like mancus and all that uh stuff out there rockville and all well you know on your way to um no Solano college right yeah it wasn't like littered with homes and businesses all all down that way. Yeah, it was pretty much cows and grass at, the, at that time. Yeah, so it, it kind of goes back to like like to circle circle back around. There's a lot more violence and a lot more stuff because just because there's a lot more people now. Yeah, that'll and do it. there was and there was a nice influx of the uh, that bad criminal element because people were getting moved out of Oakland and Richmond and stuff, you know, they were getting chased out. Right, everybody so has to kinda, go somewhere. <laughs> had to go somewhere. Ended up making a nice little base camp, you know, this way. And, you know, it's funny, too, because it's like, uh, like my kids go to school in Vacaville. And, of course, like, some of their friends are like, oh, wow, living careful. Mm, mm, we're not going to go there. <laughs> It's that bad. <laughs> you know, you got the kids from Dixon and Vacaville. They're like, oh, no. Ugh. Can't go over there. <laughs> That's crazy. He's have, he's still having phone issues. I'm trying to get him back in. and his, his Something is not cooperating. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, too, because right when he was, uh, we were doing our uh, workout. Because, you know, we, sometimes we have uh, a lot of, uh, I like to call them, good off-air conversations that I'm like, man, some of this stuff would be good to put on, but it's like, oh, man, there's probably going to be so much editing would have to get done, you know, to protect the innocent. Yeah, some of that stuff. Some of the stuff that we talk about during our workouts, 
Like, oh. it's not for the air. <laughs> it's really not. Right. It's not for the air. Yeah, you just have to take mental, no- mental notes as to which things you can get back into when it's airtime. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it's like, which chick would you rather yeah, do, this one or this sure. one? <laughs> Right, right. I mean, some of our time, and, and I'm not, I'm definitely not going to give any of the answers, but we were like the uh, top five. Um, well, never mind. I'm not even going to put the categories out. <laughs> yeah, top five <laughs> things that will get me in trouble when my wife hears this show. Number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number one, two, three, four, and five. Yes. And five. So, yeah, let's not even, let's not even go there. But, oh. Uh, some good ones if only we could have the uh is it the same discussions (laughs) we used to have at lunchtime pretty much eh? (laughs) pretty much pretty much but (laughs) then they were wishful thinking (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're still they're still kind of that way at this point (laughs) now it's like you know what i should have done instead of you know what we could do yeah it just goes the other way (laughs) i know i know I, I I know I pretty much have to live vicariously through my friends now. I've come full circle. Yeah, and then eventually yeah, even your kids. They still, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they still go out and do stuff, and I'm like, oh, but you know, okay, all right, that's cool. You know, and you're right. The, the kids, like the young bucks, are out there doing their thing, and I'm like, oh, young man, do your thing out there. Be careful out there. Make good choices. <laughs> you don't want to get all, uh, like- you know. That's basically uh, when people go from artist to producer after they've done as much content as they can and they produce, they watch the young ones come up, you know, stand bang like, yeah, 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 do that. <laughs> Say those rhymes. <laughs> we, we call that the Richie Cunningham effect. <laughs> you can act or you can direct. I'm a director now. <laughs> well, Opie Cunningham. Opie Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <he's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, classic SNL. Yes. So, uh, what's 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 today's topic? Uh, we were doing. Have 19, you guys gotten into it yet? 1983. Just for about half a second on one thing, but that was relating to what we were talking about. But uh, there's actually a lot of stuff that happened that year that uh, wasn't all that like important or big of you know, big news. It was just like this had an effect on history from that point forward kind of thing. So it's kind of an interesting, as I go through this list, like, uh, let's see. Okay. Like the, some of the big things, the one that we talked about was the, the Adam Walsh movie basically changed the way that, uh, that, you know, kids were no longer allowed to just roam around stores on their own and stuff like we used to from 83 forward. So right. that, that was a big change. Another thing that happened in that year was the uh, they did the TV movie the day after. You remember that? The, the Hell day. yes, that motherfucker scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that was like the, the the effect it had on everyone, and that was when we all became seriously paranoid about nuclear war. <laughs> yeah. Oh my like, god! Just yeah. about just about uh, oh maybe one year before Reagan got elected the second time on that platform, right? So maybe that was a big old mm-hmm. propaganda film. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I just knew uh, I just knew I was going to wake up to a mushroom cloud one morning. <laughs> well, I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Oh, my God. I had nightmares about that. Yeah, I remember like, I wasn't Not even allowed, allowed to watch, but then everybody at school the next day was just freaked the fuck out. <laughs> just hearing everybody else's stories was oh, freaking me yeah. out. I'm glad I didn't watch that. I watched like you know Silver Spoons or some shit that day. 
Yeah, you're that, lucky. That, whole, that, it had, that had no uh, effect on me at that time. <laughs> Kurt was like, yeah, do that again. That was a cool effect. <laughs> I was just like, whatever, man. That ain't got nothing to do with me, man. <laughs> man, knowing that we were like six miles away from uh, <laughs> uh, one of the most uh, base, you know what I mean? Travis Air Force. You know what? That, and, uh, I, and I can tell you this. Now, that didn't work out. That didn't uh I didn't even think about that until after September 11th when I found out oh, that shit. Travis was a hub for a lot of the things that happened on the, the on the West Coast. Absolutely, like Travis Air Force Base because they were like cause they were talking about you know there's no airplanes and no flying and everything on the news, but of course we're like next to Travis. They were like you know oh, oh, it's like oh wait. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I thought the news said there's no, there's no airplane, there, there's no air travel. But yeah, over here, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. quite a little busy bees are happening over yeah. here, and that's when you realize it's like, oh yes, we live next to a military base. And that was a serious, <laughs> wait a, wait a tick. <laughs> serious base too. I mean, I don't know what they have now, but I'm sure they didn't change much. But I remember back, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, they had the, the huge carrier planes that carried other planes to places. You know what I mean? Yeah, B5s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, uh, again, like I said, you, you, you take this, this this place for granted. You know, it's just in your town until something like that, that affects the entire country. And then you see all the activity that's coming from there. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then you start getting nervous that, wait, that we might even be a target now, right? Yeah, but realistically, I would think that that's, you know, I always felt like, well, okay, that means we're one of the primary targets, so we're not going to be wandering around in the wasteland half burned to death trying to find food. We'll just be taken out peacefully and, and suddenly, you know. <laughs> yeah, quickly, yeah, that's, that's a comfort. Is that, is that the silver lining? <laughs> it really was, because, yeah, you know, we would have oh, gone, well. <laughs> gone up in a major flash in an instant. They, they wouldn't have, you know, somewhere in Nevada, they might have been left walking the desert, but we'd have been gone. And then people would have had a new yeah. beachfront property from the part that fell off afterwards. <laughs> Otisburg. <laughs> and, and we would just be uh, vaporized. It wouldn't even be time to really worry about it. Exactly. That's like here, yeah. too, where, like, nobody's yeah, going to blow up Detroit. Otisburg. Yeah, exactly. But really, if Detroit took a nuclear bomb at this point, you really wouldn't know much difference. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 if I could just subtly hate on Detroit. It's really sad, too, because, like, uh, you know, a lot of people, but, like, my grandparents and great-grandparents and shit that were some of the earliest people here, and they bought in and built up when it was new. You know, they had some yeah. houses you would consider mansions that, that they had for until the, the late late 70s, early 80s when everybody had to move. You know, if those houses were mm-hmm. in a major city that was not this one, they would probably be worth several million dollars right now. Instead, they're a burnt out lot or at best a, a standing frame with no pipes, no wires, and just a, you know, the death trap. You know, so it was, you know, if you had bought the same thing in San Francisco in the same year, you'd be rich as hell right now. But because they chose to go here, everything fell to shit. Yeah. And the booming auto industry... The booming auto industry back then too. I mean, sure. And then that that all moved away. You know, they're still here, yeah. but most of the most of the work isn't done here anymore. There's there's still plants, obviously. Oh, yeah. well, it's all that free trade agreement and shit, where people are like, oh well, it's there's 
why wouldn't you move all your stuff to another country to have them do it if it can save you millions of dollars? But you know, the answer is because you screw the entire population of your area, then they can't afford to buy your product. But they're just kind of figuring that out now. Yeah, yeah. On the back end, <laughs> like, oh shit, no longevity of uh, you know this money. Yeah, nothing trickled yeah, down good. despite what they it said. <laughs> yeah, it stopped trickling way above our heads. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Which uh, comes to another one of those 1983 classic moments. It was uh, Mr. T and Nancy Reagan show up on a show. What is it? Oh, that was um, uh, Different Strokes. There you go. And, and why were they doing that? Do you remember? Just Say No. Exactly. <laughs> Just Say No was the big thing they, they came up with then, and that was supposed to solve all of the problems with the children and the drugs that they really weren't doing anyway. You know, I, I didn't know yeah. anything about that at all until I started watching those kind of shows and went, oh, wait, wait what, what are they talking about? <laughs> you know, kind of sparked up the curiosity. <laughs> but if you watch, uh, if you look on, there's pictures on the internet, like outtakes of that. What I, the main thing I can take away from that is that Nancy Reagan was kind of interested in maybe taking Mr. T home for the evening. Whoa! He's like sitting on her lap and she's tickling his beard and playing with his mohawk and stuff. And it's like, whoa, she's flirting. Ask your wife, Nancy Reagan. I know she'll spit that game. Like one night she came to my house and gave me a... <laughs> Maybe too short for all the outtakes. I guess so. <laughs> I, gotta, but, uh, I gotta check those out. But think about how like ridiculous that was that they were trying to tell basically the 10 to 12 year olds because that's who was watching that show at that time that uh you know right. there's, there's this old lady and mr t who by the way like was still known from rocky because the a-team also debuted in 1983 after that episode aired so like oh wow. <laughs> you know he wasn't known yet as that guy but here's this so he wasn't guy. really mr t yet he wasn't like oh mr t i watched it <laughs> That stuff all happened in the same year, believe it or not. Like, he, they, there was a Mr. T marketing plan in full effect, yeah. So, <clears> so it was like, this was all, was like, what, all off so the what, How did it go? Did it go like Rocky Three, DC Cab, A-Team? <laughs> it, uh, Rocky, like, Rocky boom, 3, boom, boom. Rocky Three, DC Cab, Different Strokes appearance, Silver Spoon's appearance, first name Mr., second name is that little period, last name is T, you know, and then he got the A-Team. <laughs> Which obviously was already in production, which is why he was showing up on all the NBC shows, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, I remember right, that right after the A Team was the cartoon and the Mr. T cereal. Hey, Pee Wee, can I have some Mr. T cereal? <laughs> Man, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pity the fool. Oh man, I feel like life during the Mr. T era that whatever that was in, in time I, it was just so it was so much mr t and i remember i was i was one of the i was a fan i was gobbling it up i was i paid a fool you was a sucker all that stuff you know i mean i wasn't down for you know i was so hard remember uh while well, we still got the mr t nobody did uh Mr. T and Hulk Hogan teamed up for a while there and then they showed up on like saturday night live and shit and they were like, take my vitamins and train with hulk you know, like, meanwhile, there's, like, yeah, I, I, what was that? I think it was, what was that? Wrestle, <laughs> wasn't it WrestleMania that Mr. T and Hulk Hogan? I, I, I remember uh, Roddy Roddy Piper whipping Mr. T with a belt. With a belt. And I remember yeah. it. 
That was. And I uh, remember it feeling very racist. I was like, "What is this?" That was <laughs> WrestleMania <laughs> one. Yep. And in fact, uh, they really, really hated each other, and he was legitimately whipping him with that belt. <laughs> Like Man, as crazy. much as the WWF stuff is, you know, uh, orchestrated and such, that was legitimate anger there. Where Roddy Piper was pissed off that this idiot actor from Hollywood was being brought in, and he was going to ruin the, you know, the, the kayfabe, and that people were going to figure out it was fake based on this. You know, so he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to, I'm going to beat this guy's ass." And then they were, you know, they were throwing some real punches there too. But yeah, it's like, wow. That if you get to hear the interviews, I don't about know. That, those I don't guys know. I feel like I feel angry. like that's more uh, wrestling lore than because you know there is a there is a um, well I know yeah yeah you you were really into the whole wrestling scene too because there's there's stuff that happened and you're right the 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 writers and entertainers and and and, and stuff in the wrestling era they did take a lot of things that actually were going on in real life I, and then put right. it in their show. Yeah, you know they took real heat and then used it like, and uh, most of the time it happened to be with someone who was in a relationship with somebody, and then they broke up, and then that's when they want to use their relationship to put it in the show. Right, <laughs> Elizabeth, yep. you know, get off Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> That guy, that guy, like, one of them wound up smacking her and shit, and that's where that turned the, you know, jumped the shark. For yeah, me. it really got, yeah. Something happened, they accidentally really smacked Elizabeth or something? Something like that. I don't know. I, I, I remember there was a period where George the Animal Steel was involved. <laughs> yeah, that's never a good I mean, thing. Even though he was like a, he was like a, a super smart guy and a teacher and everything, George Steel. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, he wasn't really an animal, Ralph. That's for the show. Hey, dude. I don't believe it. It's it's real to me, damn it. Yeah, at eleven, it was still fairly real, and then it was it wasn't till later that it was figured out. Like I said, I it was said to think the very moment I figured out completely for myself, even though people have been telling me it's bullshit and fake. At the moment I figured it out was when they were doing the machines, and then. Uh, Heenan introduces, which clearly Andre the Giant as the giant machine. He's this new guy from Japan. I'm like, dude, it's Andre the Giant. He's wearing his usual gear, but a mask over his face. You know, it's kind of hard to tell. It's not him. Oh no, 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 no. You know, fuck this click. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I gotta pull the wool over I, I, my eyes again. WWF. <laughs> yeah, plus you know all the new, I, I don't I, remember I hated, like Billy Jack. If Haynes. I had an actual. Uh, I don't remember if I had an actual, oh, this was the, the moment where I was like, oh, man, this shit is fake. But I do remember, like, I had a, a buddy of mine who was, he was dead set, this is real. <laughs> this is real. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I remember his moment and his family and his family. And this was, I swear to God, we were watching, I want to say it was like a HBO half hour comedy hour or something. And they pan into the crowd, and they make this mention, and Sergeant Slaughter and Roddy Roddy Piper were sitting, like, at the same table watching a comedy show. And I remember the look on, on Bob's face, because it was really quick. The comic, I can't even remember what comic it was or whatever. We were watching, it was like a, it was one of those comic strip live, I think it was comic strip live. It was one of those, it was one of those uh, 
when they used to uh, remember like uh, when they used to really put like a lot of the comedy stuff and everyone had their little shine i think it was comic strip live or something we were watching right yeah they had their uh, over real quick and it had waddy waddy piper and and sergeant slaughter sitting at a table together laughing at the at the jokes and he saw roddy roddy piper and sergeant slaughter together and his, his mind was blown he was like wait but how? And I was like, and we were older. We were, we were at oh. least 12, maybe 13, 14 yeah. years old. And I was yeah. like, you still think this shit is real? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was like, well beyond. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is super fake <laughs> at this point. Come on. I think they even came out and said this is sports entertainment by this time. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, like Nikolai then, Volkov is a Polish guy named Joe that lives in Minnesota. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Like, motherfucker, you weren't even time. Russian? What the hell? Oh, taught me the Russian national anthem and wasn't even Russian. In the ring at this time, the challengers to my left from the Soviet Union, weighing 313 pounds, tell you what they had a nice big resurgence though in the uh you know late 90s monday night raw and all that stuff and when stone cold hit big right before the rock got huge uh the dx and all that stuff i mean it it had a nice year or two when it was like i'm gonna gonna tell you this god's honest truth i would have been if i would have had kids during the attitude era (laughs) My kids would never watch wrestling to this day because I was like, the Attitude Era was. Oh man, it was a bit racy. Yeah, it that's, was that's when a I tuned bit out. racy, and I, I was I was out. They of were there, still so marketing. They were marketing their toys and T-shirts and stuff to children. Yeah, and DX. There was nothing about DX. There was nothing about. The Godfather and the whole train. <laughs> that was <laughs> the kids. whole train. Yes. He's oh, jerking up on the whole train. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> that stuff was like very entertaining from an adult perspective. But yeah, I, oh, I fully agree. Well, it was not for the 12-year-olds at all. 
not for the kids. And the kids are all cha- they're they're cheering, and the parents are taking their kids there. And you got Papa Shango, you know, aka the Godfather, <laughs> yeah. who's having a really. I mean, that was the second half of his career. You know, he must have been ecstatic because you know he's doing all this stuff. He got all the ladies around him, and they're his hoes, and they're caller they're calling them the hoes. <laughs> Yeah, because he's a pimp. Me, jeans, or what, what's his name? I mean, they gotta be got his hoes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and 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 don't forget, they had the guy who was an ex porn star, Val Venus, yeah. <laughs> with the meanest yeah. penis, <laughs> and he would do that <laughs> that move where Jimmy, apparently this is supposed Jimmy. to be his. Yeah, well, I'm talking about when he was about to do a finishing move and he made the motion of his dick going from flaccid oh. to hard. <laughs> yeah. And he would go, and that's him getting a hard on, and then he goes to the top rope and does his Jimmy Superfly Snooker, you know, and finishing that, move. And but I'm that like, lands on a dude. Nothing gay at all about that. <laughs> yeah, nothing gay at all about that. Look, every time I come into work, I say, Hello, ladies. I can't stop doing it. Hello, ladies. (laughs) Well, it's only bad if you do the shimmy with your towel around your waist. (laughs) Hello, ladies. And then whip it off. That would be the best thing I ever did, but nobody would get it. (laughs) Of course, because you work in the office full, well, Again, first women, second, they're young, because <laughs> they were six during the Attitude Era. <laughs> uh, there's probably a couple of there's a couple of guys in the production department that would probably get it. That's about it. <laughs> if I had kids, there was no way in hell they would be watching wrestling during that time. It was just too much. I mean, yeah. and, and and let's let's not like shriek on the violence either, because you got one of those famous pictures of Stone Cold with the crimson mask when uh, Bret Hart had him in the sharpshooter, and he was leaking like a sieve. His whole face was just covered in blood. They were like, and Stone Cold, he won't tap out. I'm like, man, y'all better get this man some medical attention. <laughs> he is losing pints of blood in the ring, man. Yeah, it's man. like pumping out of his head. That's why they. That's like, why they cut their face or their their head because the head, man, the head will bleed. Even if it's a minor wound, the head will bleed a yeah. lot. And they stopped doing that in the uh, WWF slash E. But uh, there's still some places where they they do insane shit now. But uh, but yeah, they, they they try their best. If there's blood in the WWE now, it's either because someone legitimately did it by accident. Or a very, very rare, like they wanted to sell how you know tough Brock Lesnar is this year or something. You know, it happens rarely. Yeah. But that that right. shit, you know, that was like, you know, you guys remember Abdullah the Butcher? Yes. I remember he had like those slits in his head and you can actually put stuff in it. He had such deep grooves in his head. Yeah, because he breaks it with, with a fork all the time. He had that fork he would scratch it with the... the but, uh, you know, he had, at some point, several versions of hepatitis and was still in the ring doing, you know, blood shit with people, and he got somebody else sick. And uh, yeah. from that point on, they said, that's the end of this shit. Our insurance can't even, can't even keep up with this. You know, so uh, they, they you stopped serious? They stopped doing the razor blade shit at that point. That was, like, maybe oh, wow. 2002 or three somewhere around there. 
Oh my God! What well, yeah, like hepatitis B, C, D, and E. I think it was B and C, but yeah, it's like so. And knowing that is in the ring, opening you know wounds on to himself and someone else, and then you know touching themselves together. It's just bad news, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Heps A through F. Oh. Anytime you fill out an application, <laughs> yep, I got an Eps A through F. Yep. You know, if you've ever been in one of those actual rings, you know the mat is a is just a fucking wad of germs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gets cleaned, but, but what you basically have there is a, is a traveling staph infection, just waiting to get into every person that lands on it, and a lot of them do get right. get problems from that stuff. You know, it's like. You know, yeah. but, but then adding the open, you know, cutting yourself with the blade and then landing on it, there was just no way to keep doing that without having to pay way too much in insurance fees. Oh, yeah. And the staff ain't no joke. Shit, what were we talking about? 83? <laughs> wow, that was a hell of a tangent. All right, it's all, it all tied <laughs> in. It followed the WWF chain that way. But uh, as far as back at the beginning of that, we were talking about the Mr. T and Piper thing. If you, uh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 the, yeah, that's that's how we got on. He had Piper's podcast for a few years there, and most of those shows he did, he was wasted. So he was just drunkenly telling the truth for a couple hours a night and letting you in on all kinds of crazy shit. And it's like, yeah, I knew that, but whoa, I didn't know uh-huh. that. Should check some of those out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Uh, rest in peace. And here's the thing too. I mean, that the Piper versus Mr. T thing is like, oh, the black part of me is like, yeah, Mr. T, but but the kid in me finds the frosted side a mystical delight. <laughs> you know, the other part is like, God damn it, Piper is so funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Piper's pit. He was hilarious. You know, he was. There was a bit of racism in that for sure, but mostly what there was was a anti Hollywood vibe going on. Right. Yeah. And even at a young age, I feel like I got it, you know. He wasn't fond of uh, He didn't like Cindy Lauper. But you know what's either. funny? It's funny that he was that way because he was definitely one of the first wrestlers to go Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hogan did his big thing, but Piper was actually doing films you well, know yeah, they live was one what, of my 86, favorites 86 or 7 he was still definitely yeah a wrestler. 86 baby that was before no holds barred so he did it before hogan unless you count uh rocky three i guess there was the, probably the first one and that's where no, no, yeah, came yeah from. that's what i was counting. yeah yeah i was counting uh the rocky was the <laughs> thunder lips thunder lips <laughs> but um, hey you know what they, one of my one of my favorite proper movies man they live you know Put on the glasses. Put on the glasses. Me and Pup actually did acted out that entire scene, <laughs> full on violence. <laughs> Put on the glasses. <laughs> and we were just uh, going at it. Put on the glasses and full on fight. <laughs> they did the whole but, thing on South Park in the cripple fight episode too. Did you ever see that one? <laughs> no, I did not. It's uh, it's like a kid yeah, in a wheelchair and a kid with the crutches, and they wound up in a, in a it's cripple fight. But the fight is that exact battle, like entirely for ten minutes or whatever. It's too funny. <laughs> but if you don't yeah, know what it's referencing, though, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, damn, this is a long it ass. It doesn't fight. make any sense. Yeah, because yeah. it was a long ass fight scene in the movie, and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is really eating up some screen time. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the glasses. 
I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, shit. Oh. I wouldn't mind some of those glasses now, actually. I bet you they'd come in handy. Yeah, I mean, that whole, that the, I, I, going back to, if it, you know, if it was, you know, Hollywood coming in and doing the thing for, for Piper to eventually kind of go Hollywood. And I, and I really think, and I, and I say that because he was doing films outside of the scope of the WWF influence. Sure. Because now they do so many WWE films and stuff like that. Now they're in, you know, every everybody on their roster can do a movie now, you know. Yeah, that, that, but, he, was, uh, he was doing actual Hollywood movies for sure. That uh, and they right. weren't billing him as Rowdy Rowdy Piper. It was just Rowdy Piper. So yeah, yeah he was he was trying exactly. to break break away from the, the main thing at that time for sure, or at least have a side yeah. side deal going. At least have a side a side deal, and it wasn't like it was promoted. Because I, I remember it was, they weren't promoting it when he was wrestling. Yeah, it was just all of a sudden you're watching this movie. You're like, wait a minute, that dude looks like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is if, that Roddy Rock? If they did Rod. that, if they did that now, they'd be giving out like WWE branded pairs of the glasses at the show and stuff. <laughs> you know exactly. Exactly. A huge cross promotion. Exactly. Where are the glasses? Where are the glasses? We're bringing this. We're bringing it back. Crazy. Yeah, that, that was that was before the the marketing got as extreme. <laughs> I mean, we were the first yeah. ones really to have wrestling toys. I mean, as far as the eras go, I mean, they, those figures that came out in '83 or whatever, they didn't have wrestling figures before that. You know, I mean, that that was when right. it, the, the marketing that's really took off in like '83, '84, and and that, that's what when led them to did today. The cartoon come out because I remember as '85 or '6. Hulk Hogan's oh, Rock and Wrestling. And, yeah. Yeah, that was... Captain Lou Albano. Oh, rubber bands. Oh, you know, it was funny. It still is pretty funny, but uh, they were in the process of, of re-airing them week by week, and then Hulk Hogan had his little issue there last year, so they stopped showing the cartoons again. But uh, I'm sure they'll yeah. eventually put out a set, but uh, I've got all those, and they're still they're still pretty funny. If you watch well, them then... that whole that whole Hogan thing because you know you know hey you know I get it you know <laughs> yeah they're slowly slowly like reintroducing him like for until about a month ago there was just like no mention of him ever and he was off the websites and stuff and now he's like they had something about greatest you know uh, champions of all time and there was a picture of him so he's slowly starting to creep back in I'm sure he'll be back in another five years doing some voiceover shit, you know. Well, it's amazing how much of a draw he was as a talent for, for them back in the day. You know, because he was the champion. He was the champion's champion. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Nobody, nobody held the belt as long as Hogan did, you know. Hell no, they didn't. Even when Hogan would drop the belt, he would get it right back. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I think now, I think, I mean, probably the uh, wrestling uh, fanboys would, have, would know better, but I think Triple H now 
has had the title more times than anyone in WWE well, history. I would guess that's true since the motherfucker has it again now. Yeah, I, I just saw a picture of him, too, with it on. And he's got a suit on and the belt on. I'm right. like, what the? Either it's one or the other, right? You yeah. can't have both. No, he's the, he's the corporate management evil bad guy now, but then he decided that he would uh, he would enter at number 30 in the Royal Rumble, knock out the last guy, and get the title. <laughs> you know, the problem is that this evil corporation plotline has been going on for over two fucking years now, and it's as boring as even the kid doesn't care anymore. He's like, ah, let's watch something else. Yeah, that's funny. That and they've evil. already done they've already done that before. Well, right? sure, but it's been you know it's like a comic books. As long as it's been three or four years, it's open open season. Yeah, I tell you what, though, um, my my whole thing back in those days when it was getting huge again in the nineties, I was like, man, this is just a, it's a t shirt business. They sell t shirts. Yeah. Thirty dollar fuck t shirts. Now they're they're trying to become like we were saying a minute ago, it's trying to become more of a film company and uh and that's actually hurting the product that they they maintained for the last forty or fifty years. It's like you gotta find that balance. So you can branch out into new things but don't neglect your old stuff because, you know, that's your money. Yeah, yeah, that's what got you there. They're still they're still selling out shows and everything too, cause, uh not like they used to. I mean, in the '90s, you're talking about they were selling out arenas like concerts, so you have fifteen, twenty thousand people in there. You know, now they get right. they get eleven thousand. They're really happy. You know, the big pay per views right. sell out. Like WrestleMania is still huge, of course, but you know, not just like the regular show that comes to town. Yeah, I, I remember thinking that, uh, you know, from week to week, nothing happened until that week. But then there would be like some road show stuff that happened that you wouldn't know about in between the uh, you know the actual right. show that came on TV. I'm like, what? Wait, what? We what call, happened? We, we, we call those a, we call those a dark match. Those are the dark yeah, exactly. matches. Yeah, they used yeah, to tell us about match. that stuff though. Now, the, yeah, uh, yeah, the shows that the shows that happened that were not televised were called dark matches. Yeah, dark matches and house shows and all that stuff they would tell us about, but now, you know, the the house shows that come around are literally practice shows for the the main show. And I mean, they're doing. If you go on, you know, coming to Detroit on the fifteenth, and you go to that show, and then you go see Raw on TV on the nineteenth, you're going to see a lot of those exact same matches that they were practicing for because they're trying to get their shit tight. Right. There's a lot less improv and a lot more like you must do this this way because people kept getting injured. They can't have concussions now because people will lose their minds. It's all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. they're playing it so safe that it's basically like, you know, boring as shit. (laughs) Nobody's really is. Nobody can fly off the top rope and hit you. You can't do this move and that move and that move. And like, ah, fuck, this is boring. Yeah, it really is just a soap opera for men now. Yeah. That's what uh, my friends called it back in the day. <laughs> the <laughs> last, soap opera. The last one we watched, the three-hour show, you know, even take out the commercials, it's down to a two-hour show, and like 98 minutes of it was people talking, and the rest was actual matches. <laughs> you know, so 22, oh, wow. 22 minutes of wrestling in a three-hour show. It's like, why am I watching this? Every now and then I'm bored and I'm going through it. They got the all-Japan wrestling thing. Right. And it's just all wrestling because I'm I'm not trying to watch the Japanese melodrama, <laughs> but um, 
a lot of cool moves, a lot, a lot of exciting things going on, but it doesn't hold my interest for more than like maybe five minutes, and then I'm I'm already turning. Yeah, there's a new like, uh, a new one out there that's called Chikara. If you, if you can find any of that, check that out. It's like they're wrestling as if it was a Silver Age comic book. You know, like it's Ooh. at some point there was a like. A, they have giant ant and, and fire ant, and there's a team of ant people, and then I think the Ninja Turtles showed up once, and there's just all kinds of crazy shit going on there. You know, nothing serious whatsoever, but definitely entertaining. All right, that sounds like something I want to get into. I also want to check out, uh, I think it's called Lucha Vavoom. It's like a um, burlesque show <laughs> centered around uh, wrestling, <laughs> Lucha Danas. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, I think it's based out of L.A., but every now and then they'll take a do a road show. But uh, there's like comedians in interspersed with burlesque, interspersed with <laughs> wrestling. It is very. If you get a chance, look up on YouTube Lucha Vavoom. It is fast paced and looks pretty awesome. Nice. Check that out. <laughs> yes, sir. I, uh, I will not. I will just to see what it looks like. You know, hey, look, go, okay. I, I like I like checking out weird and new things. I mean, we once saw I, a uh, a comedy I don't show. even want that. I, I don't even want that in my web browser. I don't want it there <laughs> in my history. I'm 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 think- a pass on the left. I don't think that's any odder than the things you probably look at in your web browser. Don't worry about what I don't worry about what I'm looking at <laughs> when it comes into the room. because um, I'm about to go I'm about to go to bed and everything and I guess she was in the mood and I wasn't picking up on the signals. Well and um I'm so I'm asleep, I'm in and out of consciousness because you know, she wants to talk and I'm like fading out and stuff like that. And I guess at one point she hears me because she's downstairs. So she hears me kind of get up and go to the bathroom and then come back to bed. She hears like my my footsteps and she gets mad because she gets up and I'm like in and out of consciousness. So I kind of hear her say something, 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 something. And then I hear her say jerking off. And then then it kind of like, I'm like, what is she talking about? And then she goes out of the room. And so now, as soon as the door closes and then she takes off, now I'm I'm awake and I'm sitting here and I'm like, man. And then uh, and then I have this thought, hey, jerk off, okay? <laughs> I need to get to sleep, do what I gotta do. I roll over and find out today. I guess she was in the mood and she wanted to do something, and I had faded out on her. She thought that I had put myself out, so she came into the room and was like, I can't believe you'd rather jerk off than have sex with your wife. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I didn't even do that. You put that thought in my head. <laughs> I, was, I was fine. And then I figured I was awake. Now I'm awake. Now I got to get to sleep. <laughs> you know, I only got a couple hours before I got to be back to work, so I might as well get it out. <laughs> Go ahead. Go <laughs> for the count. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah! Yay, marriage! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that was that's not the, the that's not the best um, propaganda for marriage, but 
I mean, it is for trying to get to sleep. <laughs> I mean, if I knew that was on the table, I mean, I'd much rather, you know, have the sex with the wife and then go right out. It, it is kind of hard, again, because I'm on that adjusted schedule. So, you know, I'm going to bed. She's just waking up. So it's like she's not feeling always the most sexy when she's getting up in the morning. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, let's do this so I can go to sleep. <laughs> you know. Sometimes I try I try to do things like, you know, go ahead and get a babysitter, take her out, you know, go out, dinner, dance or whatever, have a nice time. And then at the end, try to, you know, wine or diner to get her in the mood. You know, I try to be that kind of husband too, instead of just the <laughs> get over here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Get over here, like Scorpion style. Yeah. yeah, and and she's and and all my hey hey baby, uh, why don't you just lay down with me for five minutes? You know, just until I fall asleep. You know, she's hip to all of those old games. Mm-hmm. Here, let me just hold you. Let's just take off your clothes. <laughs> just take off your clothes. I just want to hold you. <laughs> with my dick. That's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> But most of the time, it's always hard to try to get it in just because, you know, of, of the kids. Well, you got to tell them to leave the room. <laughs> well, <laughs> of course, we do, I do that much. But you know what? The kids are always fighting, and they always... And it's kind of a catch-22, because the kids will fight, and I tell them... You come to me, don't, you know, I don't want them resorting to fisticuffs to, to end any, because always the bigger ones are always going to beat up on the little ones, and that's going to be the end of that. You know, so you want to do protect the kids. Like, hey, don't put your hands on your brother. If you got a problem, you come to me. You know, don't just do it. So, But what I'm trying to do with loving with my wife, and sometimes it's not even sex. Sometimes we're just canoodling about or whatever. You just want some alone time. You just let, let me get away from you guys. And they're constantly knocking on the door. Dad, 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 dad. Why the fuck did I have you bastards? God damn it. I can't have a moment of peace. I love you. Get out. I love you. I love you. Get out. Just couldn't 
devices everything and my goodbye She said, sign your name on the dotted lines The lights went out and Nikki started to grind Nikki Castle started spinning on Maybe it was my brain I can't tell you what you did to me But my body will never be the same oh, I Together. Together.